This is the Draft Prospect Review Podcast on Patriots.com Radio. Welcome to the NFL Draft. The Draft Prospect Review Podcast is your source for all the latest news and information on the NFL Draft. The New England Patriots like... Now, here to preview the offensive linemen, the writers of Patriots.com. Time once again for another Draft Podcast Preview. Offensive line, you know my favorite, Mike Dussault. Offensive lineman, the big guys up front. Those are the guys that make the engine go, don't you know? The big guys up front on both sides of the ball. It's all about line play. Said no one anywhere ever except for Mike Dussault. Eh, defensive line, I can get it to. Oh, the offensive okay. line's okay. a little bit of a slog, but hey, position of need for the Patriots. They, they Ted Karras is gone. Shaq Mason got traded, so so definitely need at guard. And then, you know, a tackle, you, you brought Trent Brown back, but Isaiah Wynn entering the last year of his deal. So you have some injury concerns with the two guys that are there. Justin Haran showed some promise, but I think it's a long-term need as well. So I think a lot of these positions are on the table for them early and often. Absolutely, and uh, we are wrapping up offense today. This is uh, our final position on offense, only because I couldn't put it off any longer. We will do the offensive line, and as has been the case, Throughout our 2022 draft uh, preview podcast, Matisse Bauman is with us uh, as well. Probably not as eager on this one, Mike, as he has been with you know running backs and wide receivers. And <laughs> I, I don't know. He seemed all, pretty excited all, upstairs. About all the glamorous so spots. We'll but uh, Tease, what say you of the uh, specifically? Let's start off with tackle. We'll spend most of our time with tackle. Um, and I think Mike is right. I think this is uh, an area that the Patriots could absolutely call upon uh, at uh, pick number 21 offensive line uh, as Mike mapped out is a need for the Patriots uh, any of these guys stick out to you at the top um, definitely Evan Neal I mean he's <laughs> just a behemoth 6'7 337 pounds very quick for his overall size I think that might be one of the number one picks off the board I don't know how he weighs 337 pounds so you're just looking at him I mean there's not much fat at all on yeah. him no bad weight <laughs> at all another Alabama guy but absolutely him and and Iki Aquanu, if if uh, if he he could also be a potential you know top five pick, I think those two yeah, guys both are, of those are up guys at the top. top ten anyway. And uh, I agree with you. Um, another thing that really stuck out, and not just with these top two guys, and they clearly were the top two guys, but um, a lot of nasty in some of these guys, mm-hmm. uh, just tossing dudes around after you know at or around, or as they say in the draft uh, draft speak. To the echo of the whistle. They like to play to the <laughs> echo of the whistle. Uh, I agree with you guys about both of those uh, players. Uh, Evan Neal, I think, is going to be another one in the long line of just solid prospects uh, coming out of the Alabama offensive line. But moving a little bit further down the line here, uh, there were reports last week that the Patriots had some uh, had one of the visits, one of the 30 visits with uh, Trevor Penning, right? Yep. Uh, that was the... The, the offensive line, you know yep. me. Yeah, yeah, they all right. blend together. They're off, offensive Don't line. Don't second guess yourself. What Paul. do I you're tell right. you? You're dead on. Do it on your own time. But this is my time, so I'm here. I might as well talk about uh, penning a little bit. My one concern there, and I don't know how you guys felt about this, is just the level of competition. Yeah. Just when you watch the Northern Iowa tape, and not that we have extensive you know catalogs of tape that we're watching, but you see the highlights. He's so much bigger than anybody else on the field. Yeah, and you just wonder, you know, if if it was a little bit more of an even playing field, which obviously it will be next year, does the same kind of dominance you know, shine through? Yeah, I think he showed up well at the Senior Bowl. I know watching some of those practices, he had a little extra business for Played everybody. A little after the whistle. <laughs> getting guys. So, you know, how's that going to carry over as well? But but you got to love the, the attitude. And I think, you know, depending on what you look at, again, a lot of these mock drafts are all over the place. But I feel like Penning could could definitely be a guy that that's kind of in their range um, along with, with the – the guy from Austria, Bernard Raymond, who who I talked to at the combine, asked him a little bit Bernhard. about 
you know, about about his inspiration along the international journey. And, you know, he specifically called out Jakob Johnson and, and Sebastian Vollmer. It's hard not to, you know, see shades of Vollmer, see shades a little bit of, of Nate Solder with his, you know, start as a tight end. So he's got some athletic feet. But, um, you know, again, everybody's got con- some concerns. And I think yeah. he's one who's late to the game. He's learning it a little bit. So I think Penning, Raymond, those guys seem to potentially make sense in that 21 area if they were to fall. Both could be a third tackle as a rookie, back up, get their feet wet a little bit, and, and learn the pro game. So, like both those guys, I think they're they're sort in the of mix. a Nate Soldier profile. Exactly. You know, the idea was to bring him in, have him be the third guy, uh, and then you know Got wind kind him of in thrust right in. But yeah, you get an injury and you get thrust into it like uh, Soldier did. But um, which one of those two did you like, uh, Tease? Out of uh, Penning, Penning and, and Raymond. I liked Penning more. I think just with the small school, he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. As Mike said at the Senior Bowl, he was getting into it after the whistle didn't want people to know that he's from a small school like it's not going to hold him back yeah and yeah. I did like uh, you know Mike referenced the tight end background for Raymond it, it wasn't just like that he was a high school you know these guys no, are all high school somethings he had 20 catches at uh, Central Michigan as a tight end uh, in his first couple of seasons so um, a little bit more athleticism there I would say than what you're going to typically get at that position. Yeah, and I mean not to, you know, jump down the list a little bit, but you know, the other guy who played on the other side, Luke Hideki, um, is another former tight end that they moved there at Central Michigan um, and, and maybe a little bit of a later round process uh, prospect, but a guy that get, that I also liked and and you know, stuck out to me. You kind of get stuck watching Raymond, but but I think he got highlighted with, with some of his good plays over at the right tackle spot. I think ideally you'd love to get a guy who has those athletic features to play potentially left tackle. That would you know give you some uh, long term excitement about developing somebody. But but he was another guy just to, to kind of tie it in real quick with the Central Michigan connection. Yeah, and I, and I do think uh, tackle would be a position at twenty one that would would make some sense. And uh, you know moving further down. Uh, if they don't, if they're not able to get it in the first round, because I really think they could take anything. We've talked about this at all of the different podcasts we've already done. They could take almost anything at 21. I'd rather see a tackle though than an interior guy if they're going to go really at the top of the draft. Sure. Um, and some people disagree with that because we're going to start talking about some guards now too. And Zion Johnson, a kid from Boston College, right here in our backyard, uh, you know, is a guy that a lot of people are very high on. He looks the part. I mean, he I, I, he could play. I'm not telling you this guy's not going to be able to play. I just I don't know if if taking a, a a guard, you know, like a lot of people say, well, Logan Mankins was a guard. Well, there's two things involved in that pick that to me are a little bit different. Number one, he was a tackle in 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 college, and I don't think Bill Belichick knew when he drafted him he was automatically going to be a guard. That happened, great, worked out. One of the best offensive linemen in the history of the franchise. But this, the second part of that is taken with the 32nd overall pick. So. 20, I mean, that doesn't seem like that much, but 21 and 32, to me, that's that, that's a significant difference. I just I feel like you can get guards. I feel like tackles are yeah. tougher to find. So if you're going to go offensive line, I'd rather it be tackle. I don't know how you guys feel on that. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And I, I throw in, too, you know, that was a Patriots team, 32, coming off a Super Bowl championship, maybe not quite the, the vast number of needs that this team kind of needs right now. But, um, you know, to, to, to Kenyon Green is another one I'd, I'd throw in the mix and – you know, I think he almost plays a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder. He's played all over the line, which is something that I always kind of have my radar out for uh, with these guys on the inside and, and, you know, having that ability. And Zion has the ability, too, I think, to fill in outside in a pinch. But but I think those two are kind of the top two guards. And, and I think that by the time they get to 21, they're probably going to be around. So it's, it's definitely something to talk about. I like um, Charles Cross, and I think he plays mm-hmm. tackle, but he can also play a bit of guard. I think, yeah. as we say, versatility is key. And if you can really move – 
along the line it helps. Yeah, I would yep. put the kid from Kentucky there too, uh, Dar- uh, Darian Kennard, I think yep. it is. Um, yep. He played all tackle at Kentucky in kind of a different kind of offense too. That Liam Cohen offense, you know, who's starting to get a lot of buzz now. The former UMass quarterback um, who is now did he get the offensive coordinator job where? Not sure. I forget. Well, anyway, he was a UMass quarterback. Fix it in post. Was yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get it in post. He went to. He he uh, he coached all, all throughout New England, and then he he uh, got the offensive coordinator job at Kentucky. So a different kind of uh, offense that he ran. I think Kennard uh, is better suited for for guard based on what I read. Not going to try to pretend that <laughs> I, I made the evaluation because I don't do that. I don't pretend I make these evaluations. I rely on others to do so for me and. Uh, he did, he did look like he had th- those kinds of uh, skill sets. Maybe he works a little bit better in tighter quarters. Um, you know, in, in terms of the uh, the other interior guys, you know, a little bit further down, uh, another small school guy out of Chattanooga, Cole Strange. Love that name. Yeah. Cole he's Strange. He's a popular one. Um, you know, out of Chattanooga, he's another one that you guys talked about, went to the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is good for those, you know, the lower-level Division One guys, the FCS guys, it gives them a chance to compete against the the best, and you can sort of evaluate a little bit. So he's a maybe a a day three guy, or you know maybe yeah. a late day two guy at best. Um, you know, so if you're looking a little bit further down the line, those are some of the guys that you're looking at. Uh, Jamari Sailor uh, from uh, he's a favorite uh, of mine. Sa- is it Salyer? Salyer. Salyer. Yeah. He uh, yeah. Remind me a little bit of on when you. Uh, you know, thickness, like just when you just seem so wide to us. I remember when him rock, walking out the training camp as a rookie and just be like, Big Mike, there he is. You could just see this massive square kind of rectangle walking onto the field. Um, I felt that way with him. He just felt like a big brute um, that, that, you know, maybe could be complementary to that style. Cole, Cole Strange, I, I definitely put a check mark next to him. He's been a popular one. Just thought he was a good athlete. And, uh, and one other was uh, Dylan Parham. Um, I wrote Ted Karras down. A little bit of a reminder there. Um, another versatile guy, four-year starter. Um, a lot of experience. But, you know, I think these interior guys you mentioned, Strange, Salyer, uh, even Tyrese Robinson from Oklahoma, a guy I talked to at the, at the Combine about Ramondre. Um, there's just these mid-round kind of guys that you think may, might even be able to come in and start. I mean, look at what and when you did. So yeah. And Parham's a guy who played some center, too, at the yeah. Senior Bowl. So, again, to, to Matisse's point about the versatility, if you can move around those interior guys, it really helps you if you can play all three of those spots. Yep, for sure. Uh, but lots of options, and you know, as, as I just find these are the hardest positions to to really get a, a beat on. You certainly like guys who are versatile, guys who have been captains. You know, guys who can move pretty well. I think that's something they look at with you know, like a model of Shaq Mason, not the biggest guy, but can really run. Um, so any of those things that they can do, but you know who was on Will Sherman last year, or that's you, know, you get down in these day three guys. We it's, don't it's, need to be on. It's kind of it's, go, it's go, trying to find you know that that random guy that that they like, but but I think there's a lot of options, and you know hopefully they can come out. I, I really do. I think they've got some depth, but I think they need to solidify things, especially for the long term at, at tackle. I think you could get two offensive linemen in this draft class. Um, it, it's always a spot that that Belichick likes to to tap at the draft anyway, but. They have a need, and it just I, I it would be remiss if you didn't mention Tyler Linderbaum, only yeah. because he's the top-rated center in the class, and he went to Iowa. So it's all those Belichick kind of things, like what could be better. But uh, it looks like he may be a little bit higher than where, where they would draft him. But He's like one of those step right in, he's your guy for, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so uh, not going to spend too much time on the centers, but we all agree. Uh, you know, the offensive line is a need. 
there are some tackles here. I know the Patriots have looked at some of them. They've had some of them come in. So um, we'll, we'll have to try to figure out if that's smokescreen or how much uh, reality there is to it. And sometimes it just kind of comes down to how the, the board unfolds and, and who they like the most. But uh, this is a position of need, even though I don't care to talk about it any more than I have. <laughs> so I'll leave that uh, with you guys. Uh, and uh, that's going to wrap up offense. Uh, but we have a long way to go because there's some positions on defense, too. We'll get to those next Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.